This is the Ziad Parker Show. Welcome back. Uh, exciting times ahead if you are a lover of basketball like myself. We are currently witnessing a, an, a very exciting NBA bubble experience uh, with regards to the playoffs. And we are one round short of the conference finals where hopefully my Miami Heat, who are looking very good to advance, uh, will take on either the Boston Celtics or the Raptors who are tied at two apiece. In the West, you have the Lakers up against the Rockets and you have the Clippers up against the Nuggets uh, quite early on in those series. So as that all unfolds, we'll be looking to to build up to the conference finals and myself and uh, my good friend Stephen Gabriel will be covering the the conference finals and the NBA finals as well when the time comes. Uh, other things happening in the world of uh, sportycast.com we've got the english premier league coming soon so the first league game starts in a week and there's two two things on that so the first thing is we've got the fantasy premier league running so if you go over to twitter instagram you'll find our the league code so go ahead and join our league there are some prizes um, up for grabs uh, for the person that wins the league so please uh, go ahead if you are playing FPL, sign up, join join the league, and it's going to be quite interesting, especially with the amount of signings that have been made recently, especially by teams like Chelsea. Um, also, with regards to the English Premier League, we have a score predictor game where we've created a pool. So all those details are shared on our Instagram and Twitter account, so you can go over there and check it out. Join, let's, let's all try and compete and have some fun with that. So... For for today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with uh, one of uh, one of my students. You can look at it that way, Umar Lakani, who I met while he was playing cricket um, at the ICC Academy and having just recently graduated school. Uh, Umar has uh, obviously, you know, with COVID being hit with a couple of options, and um, you know, you could call it a, a couple of setbacks, wherein he has to decide on whether or not to study online or defer his uh, enrollment uh, by year. So we'll go into that a little bit. And uh, the interesting thing about Umar is that he also wrote a fantastic article for Gulf News over here in Dubai. So I'll post the link for that in which he describes um, a little bit about what we are going to be talking about. So yeah, let's uh, let's get into that. Welcome Umar Lakani to the Ziad Parker Show. Okay, so we've got uh, Umar Lakani with us today who recently wrote an article which I was very surprised about uh, in Gulf News. Knowing Umar from his time here at the ICC Academy, I wasn't aware of his writing abilities. So I was pleasantly surprised uh, to see that article. And then once I read it, I was even more surprised, but in a very good way um, with his command of English and his writing skills. So I thought, you know what, let me get him in. Let's let's chat a bit about the current situation that he, along with many other students, find themselves in. And that is, what are they going to do? They finish school. So what do they do next? Because 
with COVID, there's been a lot of challenges um, in terms of going into to university. And I'm not going to talk too much about it. I'll let uh, Umar tell us a bit more about it. So, Umar, congratulations firstly on graduating from, from school. It's a fantastic achievement. Uh, what has been keeping you busy uh, during the lockdown and now, obviously, as we've come out of it here in the UAE? Uh, I mean... First of all, thanks, thanks, Z. Thank you for that. Uh, thanks for having me as well. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's been it's been tough. Um, I know a lot of my a lot of my friends, a lot of the people I go to school with, and and just you just hear about a lot of people. It's it's been a pretty it's been pretty similar across the board for a lot of people. Um, obviously, that that lockdown period where we weren't allowed to leave our homes, that was the, that was the toughest part because you know you you can't be out socializing and that's what most of us like to do to keep busy uh you know seeing friends family loved ones um but i think a lot of people after school finished they kind of they tried to they tried to keep it normal you know like uh, you you know me um i love i love keeping fit i love keeping active so yeah as as much as possible i i personally i tried to stay active at home I mean, home workouts, you know, anybody will tell you. It's just, it doesn't, it's not the same. Yeah. But you, you do what you can with the situation. Yeah. So, you know, I, I try to keep busy that way. Um, my dad is big on, my dad is big on reading. Okay. So he tried to get me into uh, reading a little bit more, which is, it's a good habit. It's one I kind of fell out of yeah. recently. So I tried to get into reading, you know, you broaden your interests, you, yeah. you, you find something that you like and you, you try to get a little bit more into it. Yeah. Um, I know from my friends and you I've delved into this. We were just speaking a little bit before taking some online courses. Yeah. So there's, I mean, you know, all these big guys, Harvard and MIT. Yeah. They're, they're coming out with all these these free courses. And I mean, if you if you pay a little bit, you can get the certificate as well. So yeah, that's that's pretty much been it for the yeah. for the last couple of months. Cool. So with those online courses, I think we'll, we'll come back to that a bit later. But something there I found quite interesting is reading because in in today's you know in the in the times we are in the technology seems to override everything and i don't know for me maybe i'm just old school but when i read something i really don't like reading it off a computer or a tablet or you know yeah. on my phone i prefer to like read a book yeah. that's an actual book and hold it in my hand so i find like a lot of people tell me the same thing you just said now where they just fall out of reading yeah you know it's just something people don't do anymore and just holding a book like I recently read a couple of books and just to actually hold a book in my hand is like it really reminded me of, of you know growing up and, and reading lots of novels and stuff you know sometimes you you know I think oh, Harry Potter comes to mind <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, first, like reading those books those thick books that used to come and you couldn't yeah. wait to read it but yeah, yeah. um it has changed a bit now for me. Obviously, I'm reading some some different books. Like I just went through the the Kobe Kobe Bryant book, yeah. the Mamba Mentality. Yeah. And funny enough, I actually thought it would be like a, a like a proper book. Yeah. But it was like a pictorial type book, so it had like pictures or portraits, and then his description of what happened at that time, which was quite cool. Um, what did you manage to to read? Um, yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. Um, I've been I try I try to I try to be as broad as possible. Yeah. So my I, you know you you get this thing from your parents where they try and they try and get you into what they love. Yeah. So <laughs> my yeah my my dad he he loves reading a lot of uh, like just nonfiction just yeah. these big long academic books and I don't know for me 
I'm not a big, I'm not a big, I, I don't know how to say it, but when I was, obviously, like, like you said, when I was younger, I would just read those fiction novels. Yeah. And that's, that, that's kind of, as a kid, you want to, you want to get into all these fantasy worlds and, and yeah, all that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I try, I try to, I try to broaden, broaden my horizons a little bit. Um, my dad gave me this, this quantum physics book. Okay. You know, first three chapters, I was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is pretty cool. And then by the end, they started getting to math equation. I was like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I try to read a couple of sports novels as well. Some, yeah. some autobiographies. I, um, it was something that interested me when it came out. I never picked it up until recently, but you know the the KP autobiography, yes, Kevin Peterson, yeah. obviously, such a he's such a mercurial figure. Yeah. He's had such a controversial career. So, I mean, I've been trying to get into sports a little bit more, the knowledge side. So mm. I thought, you know, that that was actually a really interesting read. Yeah, to get his take on how that whole situation went down, because yeah. from the outside, obviously, it, it looked pretty bad with all the the texting and the Andrew Strauss yeah. stuff. So that's probably the best thing about reading someone's autobiography. It's just true or not it's their version of events and we unfortunately only get exposed to what the media put out there you very rarely get the player's point of view the honest unfiltered point of view which luckily we've been getting with a lot of players writing their own books yeah i mean now recently if if you've seen it in the news Suresh reiner he left uh, the uae to go back home for for you know personal reasons and some reports in the media were were painting him kind of in the in the wrong light yeah and he gave his statement eventually but again you don't know the real story until later on generally when both sides reveal you know all the details so quantum physics does sound interesting but (laughs) definitely uh, not for me so i commend you for giving it a go Um, so with regards to your article, just just coming back to that, and for those of you listening that haven't read it, I will share a link um, to the article along with uh, the podcast when I do upload it, so don't worry about that. But in there, just the, your your thoughts, obviously, about your current situation where you've graduated school, and obviously, you've had this picture in your mind about what you're going to do once you graduate, and no one could predict the you know the COVID situation yeah and it's obviously changed how you think and how you decided to to approach things so just take us through quickly your last year at school you start applying for university is that correct yeah yeah so you send out your applications and what was your first choice in terms of of university as well as course so yeah that's actually really interesting what you just said about uh you know, we all had our, our plans pre-graduation. Nobody could predict COVID, obviously. So yeah. it was around the end of last year, because I go to a British curriculum school. Yeah. Most people apply to UK universities. Okay. So with that, there's a whole process where you actually begin at the end of year 12. I wasn't too involved because, as you know, I applied to the US. But yeah. So I, I, I saw all my friends going through that. And then come September time, I started filling out my applications. and. Um, so is it fair to say that you had your sights set on the US? Oh, yeah. Totally, okay. 100% from the beginning, yeah. the US was my goal. So I, I applied um, to a pretty broad range of universities. You know, when you're going for the US, obviously I shot for the big names, you know, the Harvards, the, yeah. the Yales, the Columbias. I had my, I had a bunch of schools across the board. Um, I wanted to study economics, but, uh, you know, it's funny, even even without the, without, without the whole COVID situation, as I'm coming into the last year of school, economics was something that I took as yeah. an A-level. And even though my whole life ends in secondary education, I'd been planning to go into to business and whatnot. Yeah. 
I I just found this last year econo- pure economics. I don't know how much you've read about it, but my <laughs> God, it gets pretty boring at yeah. times. So there's this course called uh, PPE, Philosophy, Politics, Economics. Okay. So it's a little bit broader. You know, it's not just pure econ numbers and whatnot. Yeah. So that was a course that I was really shooting for. Um, it's something that interests me. It's it's not a very common course, but uh, I just I just found it interesting. So, um, but yeah, like you're saying, we all had our plans, and we, you know, as you do, you're talking with your friends. You're all excited. Yeah. You're, you're going. You're leaving home. You're getting this independence, and then everything just got flipped in January. Yeah, I mean, coming back to economics, not my strong suit. Yeah. Um, I I didn't actually take economics at school at all, to be honest. Um, I dabbled a bit in business economics, but. Yeah. Uh, that that's about it for me um and so with with your you know interest in economics as you like the course that you mentioned it seems like it's a bit more applied yeah so is that something that you were a bit more interested in not just you know the the way the economies work and and what are all the principles and theories but the actual political implications of the economics so being able to apply that knowledge in in a different setting that that enticed you yeah definitely um it's a little bit more, it's, it challenges you a little bit more to think. With pure econ, it's a lot about just you, you analyze the situation, you get the data, and generally there is a right answer. So there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a fixed number of outcomes that can happen. Okay. And it just, it, for me, it just felt a little bit repetitive. Yeah. You know, you, you, it felt like at times you're just going through the motions. So when I came across this course, it seemed, it seemed very interesting because, like you said, it's a lot more applied and... Something that obviously through my education, I've been obviously, you know, you, your mandatory, yeah, one of your yeah. mandatory subjects is English. Yeah. So for me, I found that I really enjoy writing. Okay. Um, and I thought if it's something that I'm interested in, uh, yeah. I would I would love to be able to maybe see myself in a future where I, I read about these, these events that happen. Uh, I can analyze situations, but I can also write and yeah. give my own spin on it okay. uh, as well. Yeah, so you kind of put your opinion out there, which is cool. And by having that that ability with words, it kind of helps because you're able to, you know, put it out there in a way that it's interesting for others as well yeah. to read. Because, I mean, now the written word is actually endangered in some ways because mm. a lot of people, I mean, we're sitting here on the podcast, but a lot of people are doing audio, video, you know, people are getting the news of YouTube, Twitter, short, short um you know, posts where yeah. the news for them is 140 to 200 characters. Yeah. And it's not actually going through a proper editorial or reading a column, which, you know, is changing a bit. But I think at the end of the day, still, there's a, a important place for, for the written word. So it's really cool that you're able to do that. And I'm going to park that quickly and, and come back to it just with the university because where I grew up in, in South Africa, the application process was a bit more straightforward. Yeah. So just in your experience, you mentioned going through, you know, aiming for Harvard, Yale, and those type of universities. What is the application process like? Is it challenging, daunting? What, what did you find? And as you went through it, if you were successful or unsuccessful, what was that experience like? Yeah, no, definitely. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely daunting. Uh, you have these aspirations and, you know, obviously you're hopeful, but, uh, and obviously there's expectations from the people around you, your friends, your teachers, your parents, but, you know, at the back of your mind, you're always like, oh, you know, what if I, what if I disappoint people? And that's always, yeah. that's always, it's, it's a hard mental barrier to break through. Yeah. Um, for me, because I'm in a British school, 
the it was it was a there were a couple of extra hurdles I had to jump, uh, just because applying to the American process, people generally aren't experienced with that. Yeah. So the help I got, although I'm obviously grateful for all the help that my school provided me. Yeah. I had to do a lot of it on my own. There was a lot of trial and error. Uh, some people, and it's quite common actually here in the UAE, a lot of people get external counselors yeah. to help them fill out that application process. Um, for me, I'm very lucky that my dad went to the US for university, so oh, he okay. had a little bit of experience yeah, with that. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's essentially, you, you pick your universities, uh, they'll have their own requirements, so you have to write a couple essays. Okay. Uh, generally, it's, why do you want to be at this university? Yeah. And then you have the latitude to be as creative as you want with that. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's the process itself is quite straightforward. You know, you just fill out the information. Yeah, everything's online. <laughs> it's easy. You know, yeah. you, they they have these portals now where you you have it all in one place. Yeah. So it's all consolidated for you, and you just you just go and you f- tick the boxes. Yeah. Effectively, um, but the, the I think the, I guess the worst part is is the waiting. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, so the, for the US, there's a couple of deadlines. There's like an early deadline. Yeah. Um, where if you want your decision earlier, you apply for that early deadline. Um, unfortunately, I missed that because, again, you know, there's another hoop you have to jump through with the, the SATs. Okay. So, you know, taking the SATs, I had to wait for my scores to come back so I yeah, could send yeah. them off. But the worst part is when you've sent them off and it's out of your hands. You can't yeah, do anything. Yeah, yeah. And you're just waiting and you're just dreading the... There's, and all the univers- there's no one set day. All the universities, they come back to you at, at their own pace. So the, the worst is just the waiting. Yeah, and checking your email every time. <laughs> oh, it's the worst because they, they give you a day where it's going to come. And obviously yeah. with the time difference, you never really know at what point it's going to come. Yeah. So it's just refresh, refresh, refresh constantly. Yeah. yeah. And then, so when you when you eventually now got through that process and you got your offers and so on, what was on the table for you? So unfortunately, I missed out on the bigger names, the the Harvards and, yeah. the, and the Yales. Um, initially, I got an offer from a university called Boston College. Yeah. It's a, it's a bigger school. It's not one of the bigger heavyweights in terms of academics. It's generally, it's a very good place to, to go play sports. It's a very big sports college. Yeah. Obviously, it's in Massachusetts, so there's a big sports scene there with uh, college football and yeah. basketball as well. So that's a huge scene. I know you love those sports yeah. as well. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a big scene. So um, I was a little bit nervous about going there because I, I, I'm a little bit... M- if anything, a little bit more academics orientated. Um, And then I was on the wait list for a couple of schools. So uh, the one that I'm now going to, Claremont McKenna, and uh, the University of Chicago, which is actually, it's a really good school. So when you're on the wait list, it's even worse because you don't don't know at all when they're going to come back to you. So uh, that was that. Okay, so... I mean, that, that sounds quite exciting and you sound like you've done your research and, and you know what to expect uh, in terms of where you're going to go and, and what that experience, you're hoping that experience is going to be like, which is fantastic. And just from from my experience, I would say don't get caught up too much on where you start because a lot of times we as students, as athletes even, we worry a lot about, you know, making the initial cut and, you know, I want to be in the under-17 national team and the under-19 national team and whatever the case is. It doesn't actually matter where you start. It's more important the journey that you take. So, yes, you might start at, at Boston College or, like you said, University of Chicago, but there's no limit to what you can do, you know. Who knows, 10 years down the line, you might be doing a um, 
apprenticeship at, at Harvard or Yale or wherever you, you know, you initially wanted to go, you could go back as a, a lecturer, as part of the staff. You never know. Yeah. You know, that that's the, the exciting part of the journey you're about to take is that once you're in, you can go in a variety of different ways, you know. Yeah. You might be starting with your, your course PPE, but you might end up in a completely different industry field or whatever. And, and that that journey is exciting because as you go through it, like imagine, like you said, now, not imagine, <laughs> but you said your whole school career, basically you thought it's going to be econ. Yeah. I'm doing economics. And you get to the last year and you're like, wait, there's actually something that has some economic components, but also some political components. Oh, yeah. Sounds more interesting. And now as you go further, you might find that path spreads a bit more. And I mean, uh, it's definitely going to be exciting, but with, with COVID now, yeah. and this is the, the gist of your article, basically, or the main point is that you have two choices. Essentially, you can defer enrollment yeah. or you can um, take online. School. Take online. Yeah, so yeah. those are your two options. And you're very clear in your article that you've decided to rather defer enrollment Correct, because yeah. you don't believe in the, the value or the outcomes that, that could come from the online course. So what's your thought process there? So, I mean, it's, this isn't just for people who've been closely following the news. I mean, it's everywhere now. You can see the U.S. has just been battered by <laughs> coronavirus. So yeah, Amongst other things. Yeah. <laughs> They're not having I a think, great time. I think if, if the only bad thing coming out of the States is coronavirus, they'd be happy. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not having a great time of it no. right now. So, um, but obviously because of that, the, the COVID impact, uh, most schools in the harder hit states, like yeah. California, where my school is, they've opted to pursue online just because, you know, it's safer for everyone yeah, involved. Yeah. Um, for me personally, and, and this is a very personal decision, I don't believe that online education is worth the money that you're paying. Okay. And obviously, education nowadays, it's a big industry. It's its not just about the education, unfortunately. It, it is a business in and of itself. So with all the fees that they're charging, I felt, you know, I'm paying to go and have that experience where I'm building a network with all these people and I'm around these people where there's all these opportunities to go out and like you said, explore these different fields. I don't, I don't even know what is open to me if I yeah. get there. Um, with online, you're, you're a little bit stuck in, in, this, in this box where you, you, know, you wake up, you do your classes and, and that's it. There's very little interaction. There's very little leeway in terms of what you can do with that. So I just thought for me, if I can defer, which is the option that they've very graciously yeah. given me, um, I can defer. I hold my place. So hopefully when the situation's a little bit better, I can go and begin my journey there. Yeah. But um, in the meanwhile, uh, I'm trying to pursue other avenues. So a lot of people are going down the vocational route, which is something that I mentioned. So yeah. this, uh, this fantastic opportunity that I've been very lucky to have with Golf News uh, that's it's a great experience because you know I love writing. It's yeah. something that maybe I could see myself pursuing in the future. So this is a great way to get into that industry and get that. And experience is so valuable. So getting that experience, it's it's something that you can't you can't really put a a number on. Yeah. Um, and you know it's not like there's no opportunities at all to enrich yourself academically. 
yeah. you can take these online courses that are on the side and it's it's very convenient we're very lucky to have the the technological capabilities yeah. that we do have so there's plenty of things to do um i know a lot of people are going down that vocational route i would personally say don't limit yourself to just one thing yeah uh, if you are not going to university there's there's plenty of different things you can explore yeah. so that that was just my thought process i think or that's something that that i'm getting from you is that you understand that there's still lots of opportunities to learn and enrich yourself but you when you do the the college experience you want the full experience yeah and am i am i is it fair to say that you believe that it's not just about sitting in class and learning yeah. it's about everything that happens between classes so from class to class um those interactions and the rest of the college experience that you know will actually shape your your future you know and not just yeah. sitting reading watching a lecture okay cool that's done that college is actually more about you know there's life skills there's there's growth opportunities from a personal perspective yeah. that you'll miss out on yeah. by just being at home yeah 100% i think i think that's that you you've you've summarized that perfectly there you know you go there and you meet people and especially for people who are traveling outside the country you're exposed to new cultures to new ways of thinking yeah. so you 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 know you meet these people and they they show you dif- different perspectives and suddenly you're thinking oh i never thought of it that way or that's a yeah. you know, you, yeah. some some things that we take for granted here suddenly you're looking at it from a whole new angle yeah um or you know you maybe like i said the networking maybe you meet someone you make a friend at college 5 6 years down the line maybe they're running a fantastic their own business that they've set up yeah, you yeah. know and just having that connection i think that's invaluable yeah. i mean even beyond that just the the social aspect which is something that i think we're all sorely missing yeah. right now and and even meeting with professors and just just having that those enriching conversations because you know these guys have 50 60 years of experience yeah so you want to be able to absorb that as much as possible with yeah. online school it's just you're you're just going through the motions there's no real opportunity for that one on one yeah you, you can't know? establish a relationship with your your lecturer professor or whatever way sometimes you learn more in the times between classes so i know having having lectured for example a lot of relationships that that i've developed you know with the students especially we have good learning opportunities in the downtime yeah. so even now doing coach education for example during the course it's fantastic you learn a lot but actually what i find um you know feedback and and, and listening to other coaches they learn a lot in the breaks with you know or around the lunch table exactly yeah that's where there's that that opportunity for informal learning yeah and that's equally important because it i mean i'm not saying it's easy and and to discredit anyone but it's not that difficult to put all your points on a slide and discuss through it and you know yeah as long as i eat my five points and that's a take home message cool yeah but it's when you get asked questions and you start interacting and you get to see and hear other people's experiences that's where your learning yeah. um grows and you grow as a person because yeah. you're not just accepting what you see yeah do you know studying for an exam which some people do they want to get through a course yeah. because they want the certificate or to tick off the module yeah but you know learning is much more than that and it's actually 
I hope that things do get better so you're able to to go out and have that Hopefully, that yeah. experience because it's definitely invaluable. Yeah. I mean, the world will change and, you know, these online courses, there's merit if it's done properly. and yeah. But nothing is going to replace that experience which no. you mentioned. And yeah. you are fortunate enough now to have an opportunity to work. So with that, yeah. something I've seen a lot of people do and... I'm, I mean, I am a bit older than you, so try <laughs> <laughs> not to give too much uh, away on that front. Yeah. But a lot of people say, you know what, I'm just going to work for a year. Yeah. I'm just going to work for two years, then I'll come back and study. Yeah. So with you deferring your enrollment, okay, yeah. yes, you have a guaranteed spot Yeah. should you, you know, wish to continue with it in a year's time. But yeah. is there part of you that's wondering, what if you enjoy working? Yeah. And you enjoy, you know, having an income if if your opportunity does provide you with an income. Yeah. But a lot of people, they work, they get income and they can't go back to study because they like, they just got so used to a certain way, you know, yeah. when now to go back to study, it's a challenge. Are you afraid in any way that might happen to you? Yeah, no, definitely. It's actually funny that you mentioned that. Um, I was at my cousin's house a yeah. month ago and he's the same age as me. He's a couple months older. Okay. So, um He's in a very similar situation. Yeah. He's a little bit luckier than me in that he's going to the UK. So his university is open. Okay. So he, he had that he had that choice open to him. Yeah. Um, but uh, our grandmother is visiting from Pakistan. Yeah. And uh, he's doing this this startup with his friends. It's uh, it's an e-commerce business. Okay. Um, nice plug there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. But <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah. So he's doing this thing with his friends who are, yeah. who are more in my situation because they're going to the U.S. Okay. So they've started their own business and uh, they had uh, they had the opportunity to to speak to an investor who said, yeah. you know, I, I'm willing to put money into this. This is promising. And he was. We were sitting at the family table and we were all just discussing it. And obviously, from my vantage point, I was I was just thinking, wow, that's incredible. But uh, our grandmother, uh, <laughs> she, uh, I know where this she, is going. <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, she said, uh, look, uh, his name is Ali. She said, look, Ali, I don't think this is a good idea. Once you get a taste for money, you're never going to go back. So <laughs> it's actually interesting you mentioned that. Yeah, but. It, it happens, man. I suppose you just get used to it. And then from when you don't earn, like, I mean, even if you pick up holiday jobs and stuff, it's cool, but it's not the same as a yeah. consistent full-time income. Yeah. And when it, when you go from having it to not having it, it's yeah. it's a big change for a lot of people and they can't because you become used to being independent. Yeah. And then it, you can't switch back. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the student life is hard. I mean, if you're not, a lot of students are doing part-time jobs and stuff to, to supplement their, their income and pay for their fees or whatever the case is, right? Because, I mean, it's not easy. No, 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 no. Yeah. You know? So once you work... But, I mean, it's, again, you have options. So you, you see how it goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then in terms of, of your your current um, position, yeah. what are the requirements? Are you Do you have to go in regularly or is it more like a flexible thing? You're working from home? No, it's... Um, I think it's, it's, it's hard to see the silver lining sometimes. And... One of the silver linings with this whole coronavirus situation is there's a lot of remote work going on right yeah. now. So I've been very lucky with this golf news position that I have because they they don't want to take too many risks with an outbreak in the office. Yeah. Uh, the editor has said, 
it's okay for me to just send him the articles. Okay. As long as I, you know, as long as I'm sending them regularly and they're up to a certain mark. Yeah. I don't have to go in. I don't have to necessarily have a face-to-face meeting with him. I mean, yeah. obviously, we can interact over email and over yeah, phone, yeah. but it, it's not a requirement for me to go in. So that's that's one thing that I'm very lucky is is that I have that flexibility to yeah. not necessarily be lazy because it is still a, a discipline it is still a structure so i i still wake up early yeah um my dad has an office in jlt and he has some free space there so i go there it's a bit more of a a productive environment you know sometimes when you're sitting at home yeah. it's just easy you just you know you pick up your phone and you're just scrolling. yeah yeah so it's once when you're for me when i'm in a productive environment where people around me are it's are, are focused and it's about getting the task done whatever that task is I, I tend to work better there. Yeah. So, you know, I go in into there and, uh, yeah, I spend a few hours every day on it. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen it now with the, the past eight, what, eight months maybe, uh, where it's just been getting used to working from home and being able to adapt because a lot of people, like, when they work from home, they yeah. can't switch into that work mode because they're yeah. at home. So, obviously, people have found different ways to do it and for you, it's actually to get out and go to the office. yeah. And, and actually sit in a different space, you yeah. know, because being at home is challenging. But some people obviously have found ways around it. Yeah. Um, but with regards to that, I know you mentioned with your, your college experience, you want to go in and experience the environment. Yeah. So do you find that with, with this position you're in now, just working remotely, you're missing out on that experience of, you know, like the office vibe, what happens at the office, learning yeah. those things, you know, the small chats at coffee and yeah. those types of things. You you kind of miss that. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that I've I've thought about. I mean, you never know where inspiration is going to come from. You never know where an opportunity is going to arise. Yeah. Um, you know who knows? Maybe if I was going into the Gulf News offices, I'd maybe chat to someone and just something small innocuous that they said. It yeah. might strike something in my head. It might it might. They might spark some creativity. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely it is It is a little bit tougher when... I, I think a lot of people struggle with this, this self-motivation, you know? Mm. Um, and, and like you were saying with students, when you're, when you're just working for the pure incentive of bettering yourself, it's hard to keep that, that intangible goal in mind when there's no clear roadmap to that, yeah. when there's no clear incentive to that. Uh, like you said, with work that's a lot easier you have a paycheck to look forward to yeah you have something tangible that you're working towards so yeah no definitely it is it is something that maybe i am missing out on look if we if we had to speak a week ago yeah i would have been accurate in saying that things are getting better and uh, you know it should be a matter of time before you're back in the office yeah but with the recent numbers (laughs) (laughs) i can't say that because i mean it's gone up to what 750 it's terrible uh, yeah a day or yesterday it was 750 in one day so hopefully i mean hopefully we get things back under control i know school started again so you know, the numbers would push up a little mm. bit more. But at some point during this opportunity for you, I hope that you do get to go experience yeah. that, you know, going into the office every day Hopefully, yeah. and, and just seeing what it's like because it is very different to what you see on TV yeah. you know, <laughs> and maybe what you, you might expect. Yeah. But once you go through it, you, you kind of, you know, make your own mind up about what the experience was. So... Okay, at the beginning, I said I was very surprised when I read your article. <laughs> and the reason I said that was because 
we got to know each other through cricket. So yeah. me as a coach, you as a as a player. So that's the the Umar I knew, the one who's playing cricket and who's doing other sports. I know that you're playing rugby as well. Yeah. So with sport, at any point did you think that sport was going to be your career? Uh, I think you're a little bit too generous with my writing <laughs> ability there. <laughs> I don't know if I'm all that, but uh, no, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I think... I've been very fortunate in in where I've grown up that I've had a lot of opportunities to go into sport. I've loved sport pretty much all my life. And it's always been that kind of distant dream. Every, everybody fantasizes about, you know, making it big as a, as, as a sports yeah. star, as an athlete, you know, having your picture in the paper, being the headline guy. Um, now you're going to write the headline. <laughs> <laughs> We're not yet there, Z. Uh, <laughs> No, no, I, um, it was always a distant dream for me. And, you know, it's not something that I've let go of entirely. I still, my, my one true love is always going to be sport, you know, whether it's, it's playing sport, like you said, cricket from a, from a young age. Yeah. Cricket is big here. It's big in, in my home country, Pakistan. So I've always been in and around an environment where cricket is, it's all around me. So cricket I've been involved in from a young age. Um, I've been very lucky to have this these facilities at ICC and the opportunities that I've yeah. had here. Um, you know, I got into school sports as well, and that's kind of where I went down the path of of, of rugby and athletics. And I, again, I just fell in love with them. But um, yeah, no, it's not something that I've let go of, but it's not something that I'm banking on either. Yeah. So would, is it fair to say that you've transitioned now from hopefully having a, a career as an athlete to doing it more as a passion and a hobby, yeah. something you enjoy doing. So you, if you're playing cricket, for example, it's not necessarily to win. It's just to, to play the game that you enjoy, be in a team environment, those types of things. Uh, you know me, Z, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely competitive. So for me, the desire to win is always yeah. there. But it's not, it's not something that I think about, you know, Oh, I want to get selected. Let, okay. uh, I've got a, I've got a ball. The six ball, the six best deliveries that yeah, I've got yeah. in my arsenal here. So the selector is like, ah, this guy can offer something. Yeah. I mean, yes, I want to win. Nobody wants to lose. I, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to win more than everything. And you know, I am guilty of sometimes being that guy who gets in a strop when I lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> but no, yeah, definitely. Even if I do lose, or and it happens to everybody, I, I do love the game. Yeah. And yeah, I I definitely do I I would want to keep playing just because I love the game. I want to be involved in sports as yeah. long as I possibly can. Yeah, so lucky for you cricket is taking off in the states. So yeah. uh there could be opportunities for you to carry on playing obviously. Rugby for me was was interesting because obviously um, like you said, you're a Pakistani background, so <laughs> it's not quite the rugby's no. not quite big, but no. you you played which position when you were playing rugby? Um I started off as a winger. Yeah. Because when I started, I was a scrawny little kid. But you were fast. But I could run quick. Yeah, yeah. So I had a I had a friend um, in, I think it was year nine. And uh, it was sports day. And it was my first time running the 100 meters because the guy who normally runs it was injured. So this yeah. is like you were saying, the opportunities come from nowhere. Yeah. So I won the race by a, quite a fair distance. And my friend thought hey, you run quick. Why don't you come and try out for the rugby team? We've got, yeah. we've got uh, team selections in a couple months. Come, come by training and see how you like it. And it was never something that I considered. It was something completely out of the blue, but I ended up just loving it. So 
I mean, I started off as a winger, yeah. but um, as I got more into into the gym and and building up my physique, um, my coach became more comfortable playing me in other positions in the back line. Yeah. So I've played center. I've played. Um, I've played scrum half. Um, there was, uh, <laughs> you're not going to believe me, but there was a time in the seventh tournament where our hooker was injured. So I, yeah. played, I played hooker. Oh, it's seven. So, so I can, I can see that. Yeah. But I feel like you'd also, once you got a bit stronger and started filling out a little, yeah. you kind of looked for the tackles. And the <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I hate tackling. I really? I, don't tell my coach I told you this, but I hate tackling. I'm, I think everyone has that mental block where yeah. it's like, you know, I'm going to go tackle this big, Six okay. foot seven guy, eight you know, eight hundred kilos. He's a rhino running at me. Yeah, I don't really want his knee to bash my skull in. Fair enough. So you know that that is a that is a it's, it's a it's a mental stumbling block. But yeah, when you make a tackle, it really does feel good. Yeah, that, it's that you know that adrenaline rush, and it's something that you get in all sports in in different facets. Yeah. but yeah, no, it is when you pull it off, it is something amazing. Speaking of sports, I see you've got a Cubs baseball shirt on. <laughs> so uh, I know we were chatting the other day about baseball. When yeah. did you when did you get into baseball? Yeah, the shirt is on purpose. I was hoping <laughs> I was hoping you'd notice that. <laughs> uh, in uh, I think it was a few years ago, my family took a vacation to America. Yeah, and one of the states we stopped by was Chicago, and it was actually it was the year that they won the World Series. So just I mean, you couldn't look anywhere without seeing. Cubs World Series champs 2016. Yeah. And uh, in the hotel, when when I was just by myself with some downtime, when I switched on the TV, I mean, every other channel was highlights of the season. So I was like, you know what? I might as well, I might as well check it out. It's, I love sport. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be interesting. So I watched it. And over the last few years, I've been getting more and more into it. Okay. It's tough here because, you know, the games are on at like 2, 3 in the morning. Yeah. I try to follow it as much as possible. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's not something that I ever thought I'd be interested in, but it's actually, it's a fa- it's a fascinating sport. A lot of people I speak to, they like, it's just too long. But once you get into it and, and you see the nuances of the game, it's actually quite interesting. So for me, strangely enough, baseball also, I didn't know much about until I had some friends that played in, and in South Africa, baseball is actually quite popular in certain areas and, you know, I started, I got the opportunity to do some work in baseball and, you know, with the friends started following it a bit more in more intensely. And once I was doing that, I was like, you know, what, this is actually a, a cool sport, you know. And now that I've followed it now for a couple of years, the the best thing for me is that I chose to support the Dodgers. Oh yes, God. they are quite good now, but... Yeah. Why I'm saying I'm lucky is because they play like the last game. Yeah. <laughs> so with the time difference and being in the UAE now, the games start what at, at 5.30 a.m. most of the time. So if you're up by the time by 7, you're still catching the last couple of innings, which is quite cool. But if you're watching the Cubs, for example, you're talking about 2 a.m., yeah. 3 a.m. And, and it is tough. But in South Africa, it was harder because the time difference, like... It was two hours back, so you say 3 a.m. In, in L.A., for example. So those are the things that kind of inhibit you from, you know, watching the sport and actually following it. But if you really like it, like I, <laughs> like I do, you find a way to, to you know, watch highlights or, or just keep keep following it. And for us, I know, growing up with my cousins, especially basketball, we would actually, when the playoffs come around, we'd actually, like, stay up all night 
to to watch it together because if we were all separate we'd fall asleep <laughs> but but because yeah. we all like meet up at, at one place we were actually able to to follow which i mean it's, it's quite cool so baseball basketball cool. yeah. and i mean if you're going to the states you'll get into it yeah your college will have teams so you can you know get into that whole thing and you said you're going to california so yeah you might not uh, get to go watch enough Cubs games, but you can always go to LA and watch the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll be they'll be at the top somewhere. Yeah, because uh, they are they are doing quite well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, baseball they played here also in the UAE. There's a uh, adult baseball, not so much because I've been looking into it with uh, Keegan. Yeah. Uh, but there's like this little league park. Really. It's in. It's close to Dubai Mall. Oh really? Um, I didn't know that. Emirates is actually one of the biggest. They sponsor the Dodgers. Yeah, no, I knew, I knew, so I knew about that. one yeah. of the best things ever since I've been in the UAE is that time when the Dodgers <laughs> came here. Two players, you can see my cap, it, it, it's up there. Justin Turner and Chase Utley, that was amazing yeah. when they came here. Because Emirates is like a massive sponsor for, oh, yeah, the, yeah. for the Dodgers. So it is quite cool. Um, but yeah, American sport, very interesting. Very, yeah, definitely. It's very competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, with cricket also and all the other sports that we follow. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot in there. I mean, look, I've had this conversation with my friends. And they tell me, you know, baseball's so boring. You know, it's so long. There's so many breaks. And it's my my standard reply is, look, buddy, I watch test cricket. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. you, how are you going to tell me about long, boring sports? Yeah. But no, I think I think that's. Um, yeah. something interesting you said there if i think that's it's a broader life lesson as well if if it's something you love and it's something you're passionate about you're going to make time for it you know yeah. it it's never a chore if it's something you you're really passionate about exactly you find a way yeah i mean it is what it is right i 100%. mean sometimes you you regret it but <laughs> it's it's amazing like you know the super bowl for example i oh, remember yeah. one one of the Super Bowls, we we stayed up all night, and oh, yeah? the game finished at around four thirty-five a.m. in in Cape Town, and we had to be on shift. Uh, where I was working in a in a sports facility, we had to be on shift at I think six thirty. So we all like just crashed in the office. Oh, <laughs> like, get an hour nap <laughs> in before we have to go, <laughs> and by eleven a.m. Yeah, by midday you just. You are completely broken. No, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, I relate but to that. But it's cool because those are the stories you can like go back to, man. Like when yeah, you see yeah. each other again. So, I mean, you listen to the podcast I did with Chad. Yeah, yeah. And Chad is one of the guys that you know introduced me to baseball, and we'd have these moments or experiences that that we go back yeah. to, you know. And and I mean, it's quite cool. So, yeah, with football. What are your what what are your teams that you follow in football? Um, it's you know with the whole British culture in my school, everyone follows the Prem. <laughs> yeah. So from a young age, I was always following the Prem. Um, I've been a Man United fan for so okay. long, and it's just been one of the worst decisions of my <laughs> life, man. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's just pure. It's just mental torture. Yeah. Watching Man United recently, but um, no, I mean. I love watching the Prem. I think it's it's great competition. There's a great standard that they set. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, you know, they have some of the best players in the world that come through the Prem. Um, some of the best players are made in the Prem yeah. as well. Um, obviously, if there is, you know, a, a Liga or a Serie A game on, yeah. obviously I'll watch it because there's still some fantastic players. There's yeah. still some fantastic s- standard of athleticism going on there. Yeah. You know, you know with, with Ronaldo and Dybala and, and these kind of guys. You still want to see 
these players because they are you know among the best talent in the world yeah. you don't want to just pigeonhole yourself to one league yeah but, i mean that's just a bit silly and i mean things are easy now because you can almost watch anything yeah you have access you yeah, know to yeah we lucky i mean we get a lot of football here so you could watch like all the leagues you mentioned in one night yeah you could I see mean, all those plays which is quite cool yeah. don't worry too much about united they <laughs> they seem to be on the up well, let's see uh, about making that. some interesting signings. Uh, they've got some good players at the moment. Mm. Uh, their defense might need some uh, tweaking. But otherwise, I think the season for United would be quite competitive. They've got Champions League football. Champions League football is a big plus, obviously. You want yeah. to be competing in, in Europe against the best teams that there are. Yeah. You know, we've come under a, f- a lot of fire recently for taking a little bit of I mean, I kind of get it. You know, you're you're taking pride in in beating FC Copenhagen. <laughs> you know, the Danish farmers. Who are they? Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, Champions League is a big plus, and you know, it's it's something that a lot of teams can draw upon because when you're competing in in these in these upper echelons of competition in world sport, yeah. you can attract better and better talent. So with United, obviously, we've been able to bring in Van de Beek from Ajax, yeah. who's a very promising player. I haven't seen him in a United shirt yet, so uh, I hope you're right. It'll happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying. But see, it's interesting listening to there because there's the, the economics yeah, coming into it. Exactly. You know, and, and that's your angle, I suppose. So a challenge for you going forward is going to be when you do eventually move to the States, Yeah. you'll easily be able to watch baseball. Yeah, definitely. Football, whatever it is. Sure. But if you want to watch the Prem... You're gonna have to get up. It's tough, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. No, but so you know, kind of flipping it on you. Yeah, with with I mean, with online streaming now. Yeah. If you've got the time, you can find pretty much any sport in the world online. Yeah. We're very lucky that we have all these streaming sites where you have access to pretty much any content you want. It's all at our fingertips now. Yeah. So that that's what I do for baseball now. Is sometimes because I think BN only has a couple channels for the yeah, MLB. Yeah. Yeah. So if I want to watch, so last night I was watching, not last night, a couple of nights ago, I was watching the Cubs against yeah. the Pirates. So I had to go on a streaming site to find okay. that. And funny enough, on MLB TV, they have one free game every day. Yeah. So if you're not too torn on which team you're watching, yeah. you essentially can watch a free game. No, uh, as long as it's a good day. game, yeah. So, yeah, you got options. So as, as we wrap up, um, what next for you? So you've got... You've got your, your gig, obviously, with, with Gulf News. Yeah. And what else What else are you going to be doing to, to stay busy for the next year as you you kind of find yourself in this gap year? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, from, from a personal sort of point of view, um, I am constantly trying to look for ways to, to better myself, um, whatever that might be. So, you know me, I, I love going to the gym. Yeah. Um, that's something that, that keeps me going. It's also an aspect of, you know, that discipline and structure. You want to have that fixed routine that keeps you disciplined. So for me, I have fixed times where I do everything. So like I said, in the morning, I wake up at around seven, go into the office for four or five hours. Yeah. Uh, I work on what needs to be done. Um, I'm trying to do a little, a couple of side ventures as well. Yeah. With uh, possibly I'm looking at tutoring. Okay. So that's like a source of income, you know, it'll keep me busy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's 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 a challenge as well, you know. Um working with younger kids. So that's a challenge in and of itself because you're helping these kids with their academic journey. Yeah. Um, you know, you're looking to impart your own experience, but also you can you can benefit from that as well. And you'll know that as a coach, you know, yeah. working with people, 
you can benefit just as much as the people you're helping. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking to do that. Then obviously uh, with my routine, I have, after I leave the office, I have, a, I have a few hours to myself. So that's the time that I generally look to go to the gym. Um, that's like my, my own time where yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just time for myself. Uh, the gym is, is a place where I can kind of retreat, take a, take a breather. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just, you know, it's, it's a, it's a time to just self-reflect as well because you're, you know, you're, you're, when you're working out, you have plenty of time to just think and reflect on, yeah. on what's going on. And, uh, in the evenings, you know, you make time for family and, uh, you know, take some online courses as well, just so I'm, I'm keeping busy and yeah. still doing something academic as well. So when I go forward, I still have that to draw on. Yeah. Touching on that, that reflection, I think that that's extremely important because you can often find that in a routine, you can, you can get stuck going through the motions, you know, but when you actually take time to reflect and think about what you've been doing, you then can see if it's working or not, you know, is it, is what you're doing beneficial and going forward, what can you do to be better? Like you're saying, you know, pick up a few courses to spend some time with the family and so on, which I think there's some nice balance there. And with these courses, you also have the opportunity to to try something. Yeah. You know, you might not want to do it full time. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, you don't know too much about it, but once you learn a little bit, maybe you want to learn more. Yeah. Or if it's something that you were interested in, once you get into it, you see, you know what, maybe it's not what I thought it was. And then you, you kind of change. So that's where I think a, a lot of you, your age people are, are quite fortunate because you get to try things. Yeah. You know, growing up for, for us, for example, we kind of went down a path and you're going to study this and you go and maybe a year, you know, two years in you want to change and then you're stuck because it's like, I just gave two years to this course. Do I finish it? Do I not? Yeah. If I change, I have to start over. And I mean, it, it's, it's quite challenging, whereas you might, not out of choice, but you might actually find yourself now in a position to make a better decision yeah. in a year about, you know, where you actually want to go. Yeah. So, you know, all the best with that. I think it's going to be exciting. Whatever happens, I'm sure you'll you'll deal with it hmm. um, in the best way possible and make the most out of the situation. I'm going to try and get you to commit uh, <laughs> to also writing for me. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully I can get a piece out of you uh, to put up on the website. So yeah, at some point, sure. I think we can maybe sit down and just see whatever sport it is you you want to write about. I look yeah, forward to good. to having you as a guest uh, blogger, <laughs> you know the the golf news expert <laughs> at the internship level. One article and I'm day. an expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially you've been through school, yeah. So you're the expert at that journey, <laughs> right? You you've done the hours, so by definition, all right. You got to take it, I suppose. But yeah, it's been cool to chat and. It's been really cool just to, to you know, get to, to learn a bit more about the other side. Uh, obviously, we don't spend that much time together. You know, it's an hour or two a week. Yeah. And it's just cricket or we in the gym doing training. So it's been really cool to, to learn a bit more about you and see, you know, what makes you tick. And it's quite interesting to know that you have all these other interests and, and passions that you're going to pursue. So all the best with that. And Thanks, I hope, if any way that, uh, you know, we can help you on your journey just just stay in touch and let us know thanks Z, appreciate and for it. anyone listening if you if you do want to 
engage with Umar a little bit. I'll I'll share some of his social media tags um, either before or after uh, the podcast, or I'll just put it up on Twitter and so on, so you guys can can you know get in touch and and interact. So yeah, thanks for your time, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll chat a bit more baseball soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Cheers. Thanks. So that's a wrap. Thank you for listening and I hope you you enjoyed that. Uh, Go over to our social media pages. Check us out on Twitter, on Instagram. I'll also share Umar's details um, when I post uh, the podcast. Uh, As I said before, a couple of things to look forward to. We've got the NBA playoffs, which uh, we'll be discussing in a bit more detail as we hit the finals and conference finals. And then also, if you are into the English Premier League, go ahead and join our Fantasy Premier League uh, and our score predictor. Get involved. Let us know what you think. And yeah, awesome.